0: You're listening to SBS News. There's a lot of excitement here on the ground uh, for the vote that's coming. I think um, Taiwanese people, uh, when you meet them and when you speak to them, they identify very strongly with their democratic traditions. They're quite proud of their electoral processes. Um, there is a little bit of fatigue, I suppose, the constant conversations around China that are somewhat inevitable and unavoidable in any uh, conversation about Taiwanese politics. Um, but you know, people here are very excited and, and looking forward to uh, to the weekend. And just if we introduce for our audience here, uh, the, the three—it's a three-way race. Uh, who are the main candidates contesting this election? So there's three main candidates contesting. I suppose the it, it is going to be a close election, but the Front runner at this stage is Lai Chinder, who is the current vice president in the Democratic Progressive Party. Um, so the the DPP has been in power now for two terms under President Tsai Ing-wen, who's unable to run again, though she remains incredibly popular. She's unable to run again because she's already served two terms. So William Lai, he is currently the front runner in the race, Taiwan's main opposition party, the Kuomintang or the KMT, its candidate for the presidency, uh, Ho gyo Yi, um, is a former police chief and mayor of New Taipei City. Um, and there is a, so those are the two major parties in Taiwanese politics. And then there's a third candidate that has emerged, uh, during this election period, which is the Taiwan, uh, People's Party, Ker Wenjie. That's a, they're, they're a minor party, but Ker Wenjie has built a, uh, he, he's rallied quite an impressive base, especially among young voters, um, and what is it is going to be a close election. So Taiwanese voters are voting directly for the president. They're also voting for the legislature. So in a close race where perhaps one of the major parties may not get a majority in the legislature, that's where the, uh, that third party, the Taiwan's People's Party, um, could come in as, as something of a kingmaker if there is a minority government. And Taiwan's uh, got a tricky relationship with China. Just how important is that relationship with China in in this election? Look, it is uh, China, the China issue is inevitable and unavoidable when talking about Taiwanese politics, although some people here on the ground in Taipei get tired of talking about it. It is unavoidable. Now, the two major parties, their positions on China, broadly speaking, are not that different. They effectively, um, uh, they, they are not advocating for full independence they're instead uh, pursuing the status quo of de facto independence for Taiwan, while at the same time resisting uh, China's efforts to bring Taiwan back under its control, either through coercion or through military means. So broadly speaking, the two major parties do have that in common. But how the relationship with China is managed, there are some important differences between those two parties. So, the Democratic Progressive Party, which is currently in government, has not had any dialogue uh, with Beijing since 2016 when it came into power. And that's because Beijing regards the DPP as uh, pursuing independence. So, the DPP is, uh, the, the, I suppose, the primary building block of its, its priority in its relationship with China is deterrence. It supports strong uh, defence spending uh, and strong relations with Washington, which has, for the most part, led to the, um, you know, quite cold relationship with Beijing that we've seen in the last uh, two terms of... Tsai Ing-wen's uh, presidency. The, uh, the KMT, on the other hand, is campaigning on wanting to restart dialogue with Beijing. So it has a more conciliatory approach to the Chinese Communist Party. Um, it basically, in in full campaign mode, it's accused the DPP of provoking conflict with China and says that if elected, its government can restart talks with Beijing. So it's not entirely clear what substance there is behind that claim and whether Beijing actually would be a willing part, part, partner with a KMT-led Taiwanese government. Um, what is clear is if the DPP were to win a third consecutive term that would be uh, unprecedented in Taiwan's history. And it would represent a rebuke by Taiwanese people of any um, conciliatory approach, any softening in Taiwan's stance towards China. And aside from geopolitics, what domestic issues are Taiwanese voters focused on at the moment? Well, there's a range of domestic issues that are important to voters, including uh, housing, affordability, aged care, child care, general cost of living pressures, and there's also in... um um, among many Taiwanese at the moment, there is a an element of voter fatigue. You have an incumbent government uh, in a close election race, but is looking likely to be uh, re-elected for a third term. Um, and they are the progressive side of Thai politics. So you have uh, you have them. They've been around for a while, the DPP. And then on the other hand, you have the more conservative. Uh, mainstream political party in Taiwan, the KMT, which also, of course, has a, a decades-long uh, standing in, in Taiwanese politics. So there is an element of voter fatigue uh, setting in around this election, and that could really help the TPP and its candidates uh, for the presidency, Kerwin Wenje. He has uh, rallied young voters in particular who, who particularly feel that Fatigue and isolation with um, mainstream uh, major party politics. Um, So it will be interesting to see how how much of the voting uh, population distance themselves from the major parties and perhaps look to support this third uh, party in the election. How is this election being watched by the international community? There's a lot of attention on on this. Election and uh, 2024, as we know, is a huge year in geopolitics. We're beginning the year with the election here in Taiwan, and we'll end the year with the election in the United States. And uh, it's it's kind of the election in the, you could almost reverse it. Now, people around the world are watching the election here in Taiwan, but in Taiwan, there's a lot of talk about what the global political landscape is going to look like by the end of the year should donald trump be re-elected as president in the united states and what level of support or lack thereof will he give to taiwan um or could taiwan become less of a priority in a trump administration in 2024 and onwards so um there, there is a lot of international interest. Of course, in this, if the DPP wins its third term, you can expect that will probably provoke more something of a hostile response from China. We're not sure exactly what that would look like, but you would imagine that relations and cross-strait tensions would continue if the DPP is re-elected. Um, China would, of course, be putting pressure on governments around the world, including Australia, not to give too much uh, support to a DPP-led government in Taiwan. And that would probably be largely true, although to a lesser extent, uh, if the KMT or the TPP were to lead Taiwan's next government. So um, as much as many Taiwanese people might uh, get tired of it, there's huge geopolitical repercussions um, attached to this election. Do we know what happens next after those polls close and the vote counting commences? Well, once a a winner is known, the, uh, the president is not sworn in until May. So there's quite a a long period in between and and that 's where those geopolitical tensions will really rear their head. If Leichener wins for the Democratic progressive party um, as as I mentioned a moment ago, that will likely provoke some measure of hostility from China. Um, though we don't know exactly what that would look like, whether it's, it's diplomatic, whether it's trade sanctions. Certainly there would be pressure on, on foreign governments not to offer Taiwan, uh, too much or the new government too much support. Um, but we could see further trade sanctions placed on Taiwan. There could be military exercises. Who knows? Um, but you would expect that if the DPP were to win in those months between the election, and the new president being sworn in, uh, there will be a lot of pressure from China. And the pressure will be to set the tone for the new government, um, for the new president to perhaps be conciliatory towards China when delivering their maiden speech in May. Um, but really it will be about, uh, you can expect China to apply pressure to set tone for what relations with the new government will look like. Bye.